Hello and welcome to Carefully Taught, teaching musical theatre with Maddie and Kikau. A podcast to discuss musical theatre pedagogy and to create a community of sharing amongst musical theatre educators. Feel free to email us at carefullytaughtpodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram at carefullytaughtpodcast. On today's episode, we have part two of our two-part Best Friends series. That's right! Kikau and I are musical theatre educators and we both have longtime best friends who are super influential teachers in the university musical theater landscape. So we are featuring a two-part series, interviewing each of them about their musical theater teaching techniques and strategies. And maybe asking a little about what it's like to be BFFs with us. This week, we are talking to one of my favorite people of all time, Jacob Brent. He is currently the musical theater coordinator at James Madison University in Harrisonburg, Virginia. Jacob received his MFA in musical theater from San Diego State University where he met me, where we both went to school. And uh, he's best known for his portrayal of the magical Mr. Mistopheles in the Broadway, London, and video productions of, a, of Cats. Have you heard of, people have heard of Cats, right? He is the only performer, as a matter of fact, to have appeared in all three, uh, and the only actor to perform in both of the record-breaking performances of the longest-running Broadway and West End shows. Whoa! Jacob has also had the privilege of working with Sir Andrew Lloyd Webber while in the original cast of Starlet Express in Las Vegas, and of course the privilege of working with me on productions of Liz Estrada Jones that he directed at Pace University in New York, and The Wiz that I directed here in Richmond, Virginia at Virginia Rep. And I have yet to receive my invitation to collaborate with you in either of those places. <laughs> anyway, uh, we are super, super, super excited to welcome Kikau's best friend, Jacob Brent to the podcast. Jacob! Hello, everyone! <laughs> oh my gosh, that was crazy. That, that's crazy. Let me tell you what's crazy, to hear like your best friends in the world like introduce you and talk about you. It's just, it makes me uncomfortable, but... I mean, one of the things that's lost in the way that we've done this, Kikau, is we spend so much time talking about, like, your relationship with Jacob and my relationship with David, but we're actually all four friends. Like we, we love each other. Like we're buddies. Uh, we're pals. Um, so Jacob, I'm sure you've spent a lot of time listening to all of the previously released versions of Carefully Taught. You know the structure and everything. So, but I'm just going to remind you just in case it's been a couple of days since you've listened, we've got prepared questions that we ask everyone, um, but then they lead to follow-up questions and further conversations. So there's a handful of things that we'll ask you that uh, we've asked everybody, um, which again, I know you know because you are our biggest fan and you have already probably written a rave review about us like all of our listeners should um, on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, so I get the first question uh, and my question is why musical theater, Jacob? Like what draws you to this wacky thing? Um, Gosh, you've asked that and my mind kind of goes blank because it. I feel like it wasn't a choice. It just is... It's something that has always been a part of me and in me. And it's just, I don't, I feel like I don't have a choice in this life. <laughs> like my job is to perform and teach and um, share this, this wacky world of musical theater. Quick follow-up on that, if you, if that's okay. So like you, um, 
you 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 started though as a as a dancer, right? Like you came at musical theater from that world. So what got you into dance, and then how did that transition from dance to musical theater come about? Right. Okay. Um, great. So my mom was a dancer, and I uh, grew up going to rehearsal with her and um, I would just sit and watch and then I would get up after a rehearsal and then like do everything that they just did. And so um, that happened for a little bit. And then my mom was like, okay, well, if this is going to go on, you're going to actually go to class. Um, so yes, I came up through the ballet world. Uh, I'm from a little small town in North Carolina. And um, somehow I knew that ballet was going to get me out of that town. That was my like ticket out. So I, I studied and went to North Carolina School of the Arts and all this, all this to say like the goal was to get to New York City. So I knew that that would get me to New York City. And once I got to New York City, then I like went and took jazz classes at like Steps and Broadway Dance Center at night. And <laughs> so my ballet, pe ballet people wouldn't find out that that's what I was doing. Um, and because I just always loved to do that more. So that's kind of how that happened. And then I just was like, I was in a ballet company and I was just kind of like, not, not thriving, not feeling like this was, this is where it wasn't, it wasn't right. I was like, this isn't really where I'm supposed to be. And um, once I found musical theater and like, I was like, oh, this is where the cool kids are. Um, and so, uh, uh, not that not that people in ballet are not cool. They're really cool and awesome. But um, it just was the it was the fit of that. Like once I discovered that, I was like, ah, now I'm home. I have literally in all my days never heard never heard somebody refer to the people in musical theater as the cool kids. <laughs> The cool kids. Yes, but when you're in ballet and all you do is like stretch your feet at night and like, you know, then yeah, it, the musical theater is the cool kids. Well, tell the tell the guys that were on the high school football team at the high school that I went to. <laughs> oh my gosh, this is the part of the podcast where we like rewind time and we hear like actual audio of Maddie talking to the football players. <laughs> We'll just we'll insert that. Um, so I'm so I'm really so glad that you're here, and um, you know I'm I'm just grateful and thankful for for our friendship. And I I sort of know a little bit of the perhaps the answer to this next question, but um, I the question is why do you teach? Like you brought yourself, you you have yourself in this musical theater space. You have this professional career, directing, Corey choreography, what is it about teaching that um, is appealing to you? So I had a mentor really early on um, in my, actually in when I was taking ballet, his name was Duncan Noble. Um, he taught me like everything. And he sat me down one day and he said, you're gonna do great. You know, you're gonna have a great career, uh, but I need you to know that it is your job sort of, you know, your destiny, if you will, to to give back. This is a handed down art form and you can't be selfish with it. And it is your responsibility to reach out and grab the hand of the person that's behind you and pull them up with you. And so for some reason that always stuck with me. And that is why I think I went into, eventually like came around to, oh, I'm supposed to teach, right? Like I'm supposed to give, 
it's my it's my it's, it's a duty or a job or whatever like it's, it's my responsibility to to um usher the next generation of musical theater performers into the industry and then what about just to follow that up what about um the university level is appealing to you because i mean of course you could teach you could you know be in the the dance studio space what is there about working in uh, academia that's important yeah i for think you? i think you're getting to this because you know my family my fam i come from an academic family my dad was a vice president of the university my mom was a teacher and um and so i grew up on a college campus of like hmm. uh i would go our school my school was like four blocks away from the university and I would just walk to my dad's office after school and everybody on campus knew who I was. I was Buckson and um, I just kind of grew up on a college campus. So I always, I've, I've always felt this, like, it just feels like home. Like, I just feel like, I, I don't know, there's something really cool and magical about walking across the quad and, um, you know, they used to play hacky sack. Now they're playing that um, spike ball. Um, but it's it's just something that's just cool about it. And, and in fact, you know, it's like um, it's like the Avenue Q song, right? I wish I could go back to college. It feels sort of like, yeah, I just like to live in this. I like the schedule. I like a summer off. Um, I like a Christmas break. Um, <laughs> I like a spring break. Um, yes. <laughs> just named all the breaks. Basically, I just do it for the breaks. But um <laughs> yeah, I just, I just, it just fits into my life. So Jacob, um, I get the next question and it's, what is something that you do? One thing that you do as a musical theater educator that like nobody else does, what is something totally unique to you? Oh my gosh. I have no idea. <laughs> Wait. We can edit this out, right? Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> um, you know, I just try to be really honest uh, at all times, and not and everybody does that. I don't think I don't think I'm doing anything that um, everybody isn't doing. Um, you know, we it, we you get to this point, and the the playing field is leveled. Um, everybody knows how to sing and dance and act, and and we're all good teachers, and. Um, yeah, so I mean, I do try to bring in my professional experience. I try to bring in uh, guest artists that I know that I've worked with, um, but a lot of people do that. So I don't want to be like, I'm the only one who knows people. Um, but I, I do think that I try to 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 bring that like, um, yeah, like I've kind of walked the walk so I can kind of say, you know, this is, it might be different, but this is how it was for me, I guess. And I'm, I try to bring, I try to just bring that real world, also um, truthful world into it in a mm -hmm. healthy way and not, you know, I'm not here to crush dreams, but I'm here to say, hey, if you want to win the Super Bowl by yourself, which is getting cast in a Broadway show is like winning the Super Bowl by yourself because 40 people have to say yes to you and you have a 10 or $30 million show on your shoulders. Um, it's going to take this. I love that. And how do you think um, students respond to that? Like, 
Hmm. Uh, you, you respond to your honesty. Like, I, I know exactly what you're, you're saying. I'm, I'm wondering what the result is of, of the thing that you do. I would say um, I mostly get very good response from it. I, I think students appreciate um, the honesty from it and understand it and go, and, you know, sometimes you get some resistance, but maybe that's because that maybe it feels like the person isn't ready to hear so so much so you back off and you go okay we're not ready for that yet and we'll keep going and um but in my experience it's been mostly positive and and they're they're thankful that someone isn't just lying to them Mm -hmm. um this kind of connects to our next question uh what is our responsibility as mt educators to change or affect the professional industry as we know it yeah i was i, I we kikau you and i we talk about this like every day so it's i think i'm gonna sum this up but like um you know i was i was talking to michael bobbitt who you know we know um and we were just talking about like you know we were all educated I mean, I was educated in the 90s. That's, what, 30 years ago? Um, we can't do what we did 30 years ago, 40 years ago, right? In the 80s and 90s. Like, it's just not, that's just not it. So, um, yeah, I guess that's it. Like, just knowing, realizing, acknowledging that our 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 initial education was 30 years ago and times have changed and the world's changed and um we can't we can't do that any longer so i'm gonna go off script a little bit because this is something that i've i've wanted to ask you both for a long time and haven't what is the story of of you like so let me tell you let me let me tell you a little bit about my experience with jacob and and kikau you know i first um was introduced to you at a Musical Theater Educators Alliance conference that was in San Diego, which is when you were in grad school, that's where you were. And, you know, the theme of this particular conference was technology and how to use technology to better serve students. And as I'm sitting there, you know, it was my first time actually being uh, connected with MTEA at all, which is an organization that we obviously love because we're all on the executive committee of. Um, but like I'm sitting here and I'm meeting all of these professors and these two hotshot grad students come out and they give this presentation about how to use technology in the po- in the classroom. And they talk about how they they had a podcast and and it was like they were sharing a mind like the two of them were like, you know, they were finishing each other's sentences and building off of one another. And they were like this powerhouse duo. And it was you two. It was it was you all. And and so, like, I was introduced to you as a team, um, as a pair, as a couple, as a as a, as a you know, as sidekicks to one another. Um, but I don't really know how that all came about. I know that you didn't meet in grad school because you were best friends prior to going grad school. So what what is that story? I'll take it. <laughs> Jacob, no, no, go for it. I just, I just, I want to parentheses the conversation about like using technology in the classroom and like how quickly things have changed. I mean, that was 2016, I 2017. I just remember thinking like we're so ahead of the game. And now I couldn't feel more behind as all of my students are like TikToking, etc. I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. Anyway, that's just my 
just it my... felt it felt like we gave a pr uh, presentation on like how to use a rotary phone in your classroom. That's right. Like That's right. that would be that would be the equivalent to it today, right now. Um, yeah. No. So so we met. Um, I have no idea how long ago. It doesn't matter. Why why do we need to it's say the, here? Threes, oh fours. It was a lot. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, we were both working at the same theater, um, San Jose Children's mm -hmm. Musical Theater. Mm -hmm. um, I was directing a show, and Kikau was directing a show at the same time at the same theater. And so we would like pass each other in the hallway, um, going to each other's or going to our separate rehearsals, and then. I don't know. I didn't. I mean, I was brought out there for. I didn't really have any friends, so I was like, "Hey, I, I, I need a friend. You get, let's go get a drink." And then I think that was it. Like we just basically like hit it off, and that was that was kind of yeah. We also share. I mean, so the director choreographer thing for sure. We also share a absolute love for Disney. We are adult Disney gays. That is a sector. <laughs> of us um and i think we just connected it was just like oh yeah let's you know like let's chat about this let's chat about that um we lived in new york for a long time um also connecting there and then jacob was the one who was like going to grad school first i actually had my mind set on going to penn state for uh directing and it just had wasn't even mm -hmm. on my mind at all to to do musical theater in san diego and then um that, that's right. Right. I would have been applying the following year. Um, but it ended up that we both went to there. Well, both went to San Diego. And then um, both of us got jobs in Virginia. So, like, we really mm -hmm. did just kind of boop, boop, boop to all these different spaces. And it just ha really, truly happened to be that way. Um, and so with my move to Pennsylvania circle this will be the first time that we will be in different states no it's very <laughs> sad we'll insert sad music here well um, yeah sad music but um yeah and it's weird like i just think that like doesn't everybody just travel their whole lives with their best friend <laughs> like it doesn't that happen and um so i'm very fortunate uh, to have and, and the, the interesting thing I just want to say is, like, we really do, you know, we talk about this podcast as a resource. Like, I use Jacob Brent as a resource all the time. I, we literally, before we got on to this call, I was asking about audition process. And I was like, what what does JMU do? What What is this? What's happening? I mean, there are so many things that come up. And so it's just great to be able to, like, bounce ideas off and, like, really kind of zip um, questions and, and responses and answers back. Totally is. Yeah. Cause I'm, I was, I have a student that, um, I'm just, I, I, there's some challenges that I'm finding like to find material for them and what, and so I was like, first call Kikau and be like, mm -hmm. what do I give the student? Um, or, okay. you know, talk me through this. So, but I mean, there are a lot of uh, people who teach what we teach. There are a lot of director choreographers. There are there, I, I don't know, but I hear there are a lot of Disney gays. Is that what you referred to them as uh, your group? Um, so like there's but there's something special about what the two of you share. And so I'm curious what 
beyond a shared interest in these handful of things, what is it that draws you to one another? Like, what is it that makes this such a special relationship? Because it is special. Oh, Maddie's just trying to get us to cry. I I'm know. not going to cry on this podcast. <laughs> we'll oh refuse. Come on. It's um, a safe space. It's You can cry. I don't know. Mutual respect. There's there's a there's a I don't know. I feel there's a yeah I, there's I, a great I, mutual respect between us. I would also when we're working together. I would also throw that in, which is it's like mutual aesthetic, right? Mm -hmm. We've I fully respect that Jacob comes from a very old long line. <laughs> Wait a minute. Legends, <laughs> legends. He's worked with the legends. Um, no, I really do. I think that we, when we've worked on projects together, we really do almost like finish each other's sandwiches. Because <laughs> it's, it's like we both are thinking the same thing, right? Like, ugh. so we we've actually been in situations at SDSU where we co-directed a project, co-choreographed a project. I have served as Jacob's associate. Um, Jacob has served as my associate, and it, it there really is no line there those are just names right like name titles On a contract yeah yeah but we really are like what do you think what should this be it's it's just um shorthand like if there's anyone i'd rather work with it's him because it's like great there's no there's no uh trouble i just am like i'm thinking this can you make that happen yeah and and it must does. be annoying for some people when we work with them because it literally is like We'll look at each other across the room and be like, but, eh, and then, oh, we should, uh, okay. And then, like, we've had a whole conversation without saying words or <laughs> sentences. And um, <laughs> and then we go and do it. We get the work done. And it's, and it, it's good. We're like, we both, I think, admire each other's work, but also both we, we respect each other enough to, you've called me out. I've called him out. I've been like that can be better and he's looked at me and been like girl what is that choreography change that right now my my favorite is what what are those transitions or really it was something like it was like did they happen were there transitions it just felt like you didn't think that through i mean we're able to <laughs> i'm really able to without um regard for feelings just say it because i'm like let's get to it right this is that whole honesty conversation like yeah. i know i can be completely honest yeah and there's no ego like with us there's no ego there's no like worried someone's gonna get ahead of each other or something like that and so you know you you have those people i think you just have those people in your life that you just 100 percent respect and honor and really value their opinion mm -hmm. so when they come to see your show and they say girl what were those transitions it's not like they're being nasty or snatchy it's like it's it's to help right and like you're right i i ran out of time and i told them to you know run run leap and change the set and um uh right like i got it and so but you know somebody else might come and you might be like oh thank you for your comment but um i don't know there's something that about that so i'm gonna try one more time uh, because everything that you're talking about is all about work. It's all about, you know, uh, the collaborating and trusted friendship or trusted uh, partnership uh, in, in the work environment. But I mean, like, I mean, if I'm not mistaken, Kikau, when you got engaged, 
that special moment where you got engaged, who was with you? Oh my gosh. Jacob. <laughs> right. Because Jared. because Jared. this relationship well, is connected. Yeah, that was also connected to, and a way to make a Disney it trip. It was. Happen. So, but please, You're please. Draw that line. I mean, no, there's I this relationship I, is so much more than work. And so I'm just curious. Like, there's yeah. a. I mean, a we don't, when, we're, when we're talking on the phone, it's not just about work, right? right? It's, no, no. We, we, it's rarely. Yeah, no, it really is. I was almost going to say, like, that shorthand goes back to just, like, there is a vocabulary. There is, a, there is like I said, an aesthetic. There is an ease to that. And, and I think this is, might be what you're, you're sort of getting to, which is it's just easy. So, like, I'm not going to call the friend that would make this conversation hard it's like <laughs> hey i'm i'm moving this you know any recommendations here i'm going to um jacob went to vegas to see miss debbie gibson right like it's there are there is just a shared quick energy that i just can always rely on um jacob for that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> yes, but I, I don't know. It's just, it just works. It just works. It's just this relationship that it was is is bigger than us and mm-hmm. um, put together by divine choreography somehow. And <laughs> we recognize it, and um, both of our partners recognize it. And like Derek is both, we're both of us are married to people named Derek. Um, I'm, although I'm not married yet, we're soon, soon, so soon. Come is, on, COVID. that is Come a that COVID. is a funny thing because when we start talking, you have to be very careful about yes. which which Derek. Which Derek? About. Oh, Derek's always like, listen, if Key call, call calls, I, I know you're going to answer it. Like that's right. just the thing. So, I will also say this, and this is very important. You and I have seen each other through like really terrible times, mm-hmm. and also really amazing times. So. Mm-hmm. It's that's why what we're describing right now is that little middle range, the like, hey, what's up range. But what we really have seen each other in like, I don't know what I'm doing with my life or, you know, I'm applying to all these schools. Here's what I'm here's what I'm trying to do. And also the 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 extreme highs, right? Like I am doing this amazing project. I'm going to wherever. And like we've been able to celebrate that as well as and i think you know if there's any lesson from both of these episodes it's that people need to find that for Mm -hmm. themselves they need to find someone outside of their immediate relationship or partner to be able to bounce ideas off to be able to throw things out and and to celebrate and and also commiserate when (laughs) things aren't great you Mm -hmm. know Mm mm-hmm all right, all right, we got there. Um, so <laughs> we'll just we'll just edit all that down. We'll just uh, so we just basically like done it. That's it. <laughs> so um, Jacob, we we yes. end every episode uh, with a recommended resource. Wait, are we to the end yet? Already? We could talk more. What do you want to talk about? No, what's your I favorite? Don't know. Okay. okay, what's your what's your favorite Disney ride? Oh gosh. Well, now there's 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 levels. <laughs> You just opened a portal. You, this is another whole podcast, my friend. Do you want to start this? All right. Um, uh, you know, if we're talking classic, like, dark ride, it's always going to be Peter Pan. Peter Pan. Classic, yeah. classic, classic. 
Um, you know, the Cars ride is awesome. We just went, we just, uh, you, oh, a head shake. Okay. Yeah, I don't like the Cars ride. It's not worth the wait. The wait is so long. I just no, you single rider, my friend. You single rider. You don't wait. You can't people. single rider with a full yeah. family. You're <laughs> like, well, well, okay. It's okay. No, keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Um, just... uh, I've yet to we we have not ridden the Rise of the Resistance um, ride in Florida yet. We we went. Both of us went. We tried. We were on our like uh, phones at like. 3 a.m. or something trying to get tickets <laughs> when they opened and we still didn't get it so um and they I now have really they now have a standby line but you're basically going to be spending your entire day yeah. there that line wrapped yeah. around forever and ever so i saw a thing yesterday it was a four hour wait for that ride four hours crazy. that's that's half the day crazy yeah although we say that's crazy kikau but you you and i both know we would probably have done because it. here's the thing like if we've done <laughs> Um, all the other things, and it's the thing to do, it, you know, yeah. right. wait, waiting in line can actually be a part of the experience. Oh, yeah, for sure. And it's exactly goes back to my um, my sconce factor conversation. Like it's that is where the details are, are waiting in line for a Disney ride. Hmm. It's my next book coming. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Yeah, it's a love good it. book. Uh, get it peer reviewed and you could use it in your. Uh... In your promotion process. So, um, no, but okay. really, yeah. So we really? always, we end every episode with a recommended resource for our listeners um, and something that will enhance them in the classroom or or, or as a program coordinator. Um, what is your recommended resource to, to our listeners today? I love it because I've been using this this semester and it's changing everything. So I, I, I can't recommend this enough. It's called Course Workload Estimator. Um, and there's 2.0. 2 course Workload Estimator 2.0. I'm going to send you the link, and then you can put it in the show notes yes. for, for the readers. Um, so what this is going to do, and this totally changed. Uh, you put in the number of pages that you're having your students read, um, and it will give you a time of, of, a, of a, an average time that that should take to read. And then let's say, so I'm gonna have them read a chapter that's 30 pages long. It's gonna be X amount of time. It's gonna tell me that's time. And then I want them to do a 250 to 500 word essay um, or reflection on it. It's gonna, then you can put that in and it's gonna tell me how much time that is. Um, that, that should roughly take to complete. So it's what's been really good is then I am able to put that onto the assignment and say, this chapter is nine pages. It should not take you more than 45 minutes, or it should take you roughly 45 minutes. I'm asking for a 250 word essay. That's gonna roughly take you 45 minutes to an hour to write. Your homework this weekend is, two, I, had, I need two hours from you. The students are finding it to be very helpful in their time management because they know exactly what they need to um, allot for my class that weekend. Or, you know, so because we're I'm, I'm finding we're having a lot of trouble with time management, just being back from COVID. Yeah. Um, you know, even just getting to class, finding a parking space, all that people are underestimating what it takes to to work. So I'm finding and maybe other people will find this or not, but my students are appreciating that I'm giving them not only the homework assignment, 
um, but telling them like how long the chapter is and how long um, the estimator thinks that it should take them to do that. I, I love this resource so much. And you and I talk about this a lot. Like this, we have both found that this particular generation, this group of, of young people are not no surprises. In, interested in surprises. They're not, they want all the information. So this is just another way to get even deeper. Like I'm not assigning you this chapter just because I, I am assigning you this because this, and here is how long it takes. I think that's really great. I think that's phenomenal. Like, I, I mean, as you're talking about it, I have two reactions. The first is which, holy moly, I, what a valuable resource. The second of which is, you, why are you assigning essays that are 250, paid, 250 words? Because you have to grade that. <laughs> well, that's... <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, 250, well, 250 words is one page double-spaced, so. No, but but seriously, I mean, what a great, to, I mean, I wrote it down. I'm going to, as soon as yeah, we're done, I'm going to look it up. Honestly, like, when you actually put it in, and I think a lot of professors, like, don't, I think we underestimate what we assign. Mm -hmm. And we're like, oh, that's like, I'm giving, like, three chapters. They'll be fine. Like, that'll take, you know, 10 minutes. And really, it's just, an, it's for us to also look at it and go, oh, wait. I've just given them three hours of homework. So is and they have all this other stuff. Oh, sorry, sorry. And, no, I was just um, gonna ask, is this, a, is this an app? Is it a website? Is it's it- It's a website. Okay. Um, it's uh, 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 Betsy Bear is the woman who like put this together. I would just wanna give her credit um, and it's free. It's totally oh, free. Wow. You just go on and put it, she, she created this to, to help us. And so um, I- I love this. I love this resource for for essays for reading. I wish that there was one for um, picking up choreography, for <laughs> learning learning so, learning a song. I mean, right? There is something to like. It's this is going to take you eight hours to learn these lyrics. Yeah. So, and that's something. I'm just going to throw this in there. When when Jacob and I were in grad school, Jacob played the man in chair, hmm. and uh, I was Robert Van de Graaff. And um, he was so Jake, good. I was very good. Um, Jacob was also very good. But but I just Jacob didn't know any of his lines like at all like throughout the process throughout the process. And then one day he just did them. He just knew them. And it was just that weird thing where I was like, when did you learn this? Like what magic? We lived together. So you like when did you learn? When did you practice your lines? I don't know. I just had them on note cards. And everywhere I went, I had those note cards out. And, and then basically, I think it was just like, one day I was like, okay, I got to jump off the cliff. Like, you know, this, you know, put the cards down. And you actually helped me you were like, this is in chunks, it's in blocks. We're talking about Robert, then we talk about uh, <laughs> the chaperone, then we talk about Janet, then we talk like, and I was like, Oh, okay compartmentalizing um, yeah anyways yeah. just just a fun insight <laughs> and then opening this? night when i skipped when i jumped and then i just looked at you and i was like go it was no it was the very first line you were yeah introducing the whole wedding and you only got through some part and i'm sitting there waiting for the cue and then i <laughs> i really should have just i really should have just waited even longer just eyes just annie eyes looking at you being like please god start because I don't oh know the rest of this line. Um, All right. Well, with that, we, we're <laughs> with that we are going to come to the end of this episode. It has been so much fun. So much fun. 
such a pleasure. I am so low. I thank you so much. I I was so nervous when this was like the lowest stakes podcast. <laughs> Both of you, very well, you're both like my best friends in the world, and, and I'm like sitting here sweating. What am I going to say? So, thank well, you for making it great. We appreciate you. We appreciate you carving out your time, the time in your busy schedule, especially with you know the semester really just taken off now and everything. So, thank you for doing this. I know our listeners appreciate it too. Um, and so, listeners, hey, it's time for you to rate and review on uh on itunes i mean we need your help and we need you to recommend this podcast to not just one friend but two but two friends who teach somewhere in the musical theater landscape because again the taglines and the mission of this podcast is not just to to share resources but to expand and build a a vibrant community a, a, a network of musical theater educators so we need your help to do that so thank you so much, Jacob. You're the best. Kikau, you're the best. This was... Maddie, you're the best. Oh, well, thank you. Um, so that's it. Perfect. Thank you, guys. Music for Carefully Taught was provided by Joshua Haig. For more information, visit joshuahaigmusic.com.